Live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome into Ticket Weeknights. I am Harrison Arns running the board. We have host of Speed and Power, Megan Walker, as always, as well as a special guest going to be coming in here uh, in a little bit is a student athlete uh, from the wrestling team. He's just getting off practice, actually, so I won't surprise who it is just yet, but keep in mind he will be coming in here probably in a few minutes, maybe 10 minutes or so. Um, kind of depends how long it takes to get down here. Uh, how long does it take to you to get down the station from... Uh, Depends how like fast I'm driving. Usually between <laughs> nine or eleven minutes, so it's not too bad. Usually okay. For practice, so yeah. Uh, and again, if you guys want to join the conversation, starter Heyman text line 402-464-5685. You can call in as well at the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Same number 402-464-5685. Uh, and obviously, you've been busy as well. You had Big Tens. We talked about that before we got going here. Um, said it was a really fun time. Again, you're a freshman, your first time at Big Ten, so. Uh, you can just we'll go ahead and start at the beginning, just that whole experience kind of going there, the travel, um, and then just kind of figuring out. I'd imagine Big Ten's too is a do I belong kind of moment because you're going up against the best mm-hmm. in the Big Ten. So um, you can really start anywhere you want, just where, how that whole process went for you. Yeah, so we left Wednesday and we just came back yesterday night like super late. So it was a lot of fun because that was my first time like going to the airport with my team and that was honestly very chaotic. Like, you know, everyone's trying to get their bags, <laughs> like everyone's trying to like get a seat next to each other. And it was just crazy. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of good team bonding. Um, the first day, Friday, I didn't compete. I only competed Saturday, but it was good. Like just hanging out, like it was a great environment and there was such a great facility that we were at. It was a 300 track. So like that mm-hmm. was hard to adjust to. Cause we usually like every track meet we've been to, it's been a 200 track, but yeah, we had some great, great things happen. We had a school record broken, which was not expected. Who broke it? So, so Nick Bryant. Okay. So in the, was it the 800 or yeah, I think it was the 800. I'll pull it up real quick. Too, it was the 800 or the 600. But he was not expecting to win, and the guy that beat him, and he got, like, a national record or something, got DQ'd. No way. And so, way. out of a sudden, like, Nick just won, and we were all so happy <laughs> for him. But, yeah, it was a great weekend. We had a lot of a lot of good things happen. The boys got second, and the girls, I think, got 10th, which mm-hmm. was, like, that was better than last year. So, we're just making improvements. But, yeah, it was a great weekend, good team bonding. Had a lot of fun. It was a good freshman experience. Were you guys expecting uh, this track team to be so strong? as it is right now especially like i know uh we had some athletes obviously i had we had the showtime was talks here for a bit i got to see uh, chris ramsey and nico mm-hmm. quite a bit and as like those guys were talking it up it seemed like you had athletes but to see especially the guys um and the girls too at that you guys continue to kind of climb the rankings mm-hmm. um obviously big 10 for the girls you got 10th you, it's an improvement you probably would like to do better uh, but nonetheless this is like you guys are all improving did you expect that at the beginning of the year so our boys we knew our boys were going to be really strong coming into big, big tens we were expecting them to win but like we did have some upsets mm-hmm. which which happens with track like you know it's an on and off day with our girls we're rebuilding like as we just had like a head coach situation and we had a lot of people transfer and like people are coming in so we're just trying to rebuild the girls program but yeah we've really been improving and we did better than we expected but again we had like upsets yeah and you guys got eighth actually not tenth oh, so, oh yeah. that's even better it's <laughs> so way I better up a couple slots but yeah i think they got tenth last year or something that could that, be and then yeah. the guys got second what do you remember what the guys got last year obviously did you weren't win? here I, I can't remember i gotta look that up but i know um last year they were pretty strong too mm-hmm. uh but yeah we have always had such a good guys team and then uh from text line don 
uh, says shout out Darius Luff on his redemption oh for God. in the 60. That was so amazing. Really? You want to yes. start? Yeah, tell that story for those so, who didn't get to see it. In the prelims for hurdles, he is ranked fourth in the nation now. Mm-hmm. I think he was ranked sixth, but it was just so beautiful to watch. We were all freaking <laughs> out. We were all jumping. Everyone was crying. But yeah, it was. so he got disqualified last year. I don't know if it was like he got out of his lane or something, but yeah, we were so happy. I think him. it was a lane. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what it was last yeah. year. And then Brighton, who's another Nebraska track hurdler, got second. So okay. that just made like the day spectacular because, yeah, we weren't expecting them both to get such high mm-hmm. positions. But, yeah, it was an amazing race to watch. Yeah, it sounds like everyone's kind of heading in the right direction as things are heating up. Because uh, let's see here. Now, next time, Big Ten Indoor Championships are over. Uh, now you got the NCAA Indoor Championships March 10th and March 11th. Mm-hmm. And I hope Till, Till Steinforth, he's expected to do well at that. Okay. He's ranked very high in the heptathlon, I think it is. But, yeah expecting that to go well and our throwers our throwers are very strong yeah that's another thing i know the nebraska throwers is always really strong what about the girl throwers the girls sit same thing yeah we've got like (laughs) axelina who's like spectacular and yeah we have some we have a great team okay so how'd you perform obviously you didn't perform day one Mm -hmm. that was kind of nice did you do you like having that day off at first or were you kind of nervous like i just want to go race like part of me was like oh i wish i was out there Mm because like i just ran the four by four and like as a freshman like being on the four by team four by four team i felt like pretty special (laughs) but i was really nervous and like a lot of us were really nervous especially for the four by four because like when you see your teammates have like a bad race or like something happens to them like that kind of brings you down and so like my teammates were kind of like we were all crying a little bit and like (laughs) upset and so right before the four by four we were all freaking out but like just when you like get out there and you're running and i had these two really fast girls from michigan past me and there was just in my head i was like oh crap like my coach is gonna be so mad at me and so yeah it was just an experience like it's not running like at a normal track me like it just feels like there's so much pressure but like my mom flew out and that was awesome so like i felt great to be like supported and like the nebraska fans as well showed up so it was just a great experience was there an adjustment period running on a 300 meter track that take a little while to get used to because you said it's the first time you've done it um Mm -hmm. overall in your career that's the first time you've met a 300 so it was my freshman year in high school i ran on a 300 track okay and so like it wasn't my first time but it was collegiately because like we run on bank tracks all the time or Mm -hmm. 200 tracks so it was like way different because the stretches are going to be longer and so that was just like an adjustment to your mind and you start (laughs) at like a weird spot because like on a 200 track and a 400 track like you always end and start at the same spot in a four by four but like you're spread out everywhere on that 300 track so yeah it was crazy they still got the banks on the 300 no nope, so it's a flat track okay so it's also a flat track mm-hmm. that would take a while to get used I to i know and like we're just used to like always being banked like so, yeah, so, so how crazy. do you time yourself and trying to figure out like if you're on pace that's a really hard thing like especially for like those distance runners yeah. that have to run like that awkward like thing like you can't pace yourself really it's just like you have to think about it like i'm just gonna go out, out hard this first like 200 and then we'll see how it goes the rest there's like people yelling uh, like trying to like keep people on their times like for like a 400 there's not like for the mile or like longer distances mm-hmm. or the 800 like that's when like coaches are doing that for you okay because yeah that'd be i don't think i've ever had a run on a 300 i don't know if i'd like that <laughs> yeah but like you said you'd have to start and end in different spots too mm-hmm. yeah it was just weird but yeah it, we made it work but the weird thing about track is then like everyone's yelling at you and like everyone's <laughs> cheering for you but like you don't hear them like i feel like that when i run like there's only one person i hear yeah and so like it's just weird like i don't know how it works like is it for like that for other sports like do you think you hear people when they're like cheering at you no i, I it's, it's probably pretty similar like you think of basketball um uh actually i was just bringing in the show austin our producer back there he was talking about his free throws and like when you're shooting free throws like it's kind of the same thing <laughs> <laughs> he went seven for eight by the way to win the game for this Dang. team so yeah shout out austin way to go man uh but yeah you just kind of lock in it's like you're not really all that noise is mm-hmm. unless you're you know 
you'd have to think of guys like Ben Simmons in the NBA that they're like they're really snake bit. Mm-hmm. Like maybe people that have like a lack of confidence. But I, I can imagine that most sports you kind of just tune it out. Like yeah. I remember obviously not collegiate track, but running <laughs> track in high school. Like on those miles, like I wasn't hearing anyone. I, the only thing I could hear was how tired I was. So or like you're breathing, or I feel like there's just just so much adrenaline going on that like everything like just zones out. Like my hamstring was bugging me this weekend, but like when I was running, I couldn't feel it. Yeah, like just afterwards. numb. Yeah, exactly. I think when you're running too, like there's things that you focus on. Like for me, especially like distance, so it's like the breathing, mm-hmm. and I'm just so locked in on the breathing. Like I'm not. Like you could be yelling at me, I'm behind <laughs> or I'm ahead of time, and like I'm not gonna change my pace unless it's like the head coach then i probably yeah. will but my head coach screams at me it freaks me out like <laughs> but like you can just like see their like body like not like you can't see them but like their form and they're yelling at you and it's like oh crap do you pick up the speed to get past them so you don't <laughs> like i feel like i am picking up speed but like i'm not you know yeah. like it's that last stretch where it's like 100 meters left to go and you're just like dying and mm-hmm. like you feel like you're going so fast but you're really not <laughs> so yeah so how'd you perform overall um it was a pr for my split for my 400 so that was good yeah i it's like known that you're supposed to run faster on a 300 track than a 200 track why is that because with a 200 track like there's more laps mm-hmm. like there's more curves i and think so, that bank would help you though but i guess I not no it's just weird like that's what like i've always known is like a 300 track is faster than 200 track but again like a 400 track is gonna be faster than a 200 and a 300 track mm-hmm. track's just weird yeah I, I i can imagine i feel like the 300 b because it's a flat track and you're turning you know, more than a 400. I feel like a 300 would be the slowest. That surprises me that it's faster. Either way, I don't know. That's got to, that's got to be weird to get used to. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I've never had to run on a 300. <laughs> Do you like the indoor track meets more? Or are you excited to like be done with indoors? I loved indoors. Like it was fun. Like it was my first like college indoors, but like I keep hearing from everybody like outdoors is so much better. Yeah. But like, I feel like it's going to like be tough. Cause like there's wind, like there's rain, like you just have to like acclimate to the weather mm-hmm. so like but so know. does everyone else i guess yeah so it kind of balances it out but exactly. i will say if you got especially if it's like you know here in nebraska those crosswinds oh my God. especially if like those long distance runners like you can tell certain corners when they're turning and they, they hit that wall if it's blowing from the south or north mm-hmm. that can be brutal i know we start hard workouts for these next three weeks because indoors in a month and we go to texas so my coach is starting our practices outdoors and we were just out there today and he's like okay we have like 150 repeats tomorrow and this wind's gonna like kill you <laughs> like oh my gosh are you serious so yeah i'm not excited to be training outdoors because like indoors like it's always either cold or hot and like there's no wind yeah and like i feel like my body's acclimated to like the not like tight air but like the like closed air yeah because like right when you get into indoor season like your body has to adjust and your lungs have to adjust to like running inside so like i feel like i'm so acclimated that's gonna be weird to go outside I think it'd be a benefit, though, wouldn't it, you'd imagine? Because, like, in the inside, there's less air. There's no wind outside, though. Inside, though. That's true. Like, there's wind outside, and it was cold <laughs> today. But you yeah. thought it was cold today? I thought it was beautiful. I did. I came in with my coat. I was freezing. What time uh, did you practice? Um, It was, like, 2.30. Okay, that's prime time. I'm surprised <laughs> you said it's cold. No, I just, like, wasn't used to it, you know? Like, I was in Ohio, and it was, like, really nice there. Really? It was super nice. Yeah, we were all on t-shirts and shorts. It was beautiful until it snowed the one day hopefully not hanging out by east palestine (laughs) (laughs) no but yeah we stayed at a really nice place it was gorgeous i can't imagine what it looked like in the summertime really Mm -hmm. but yeah it was a good weekend stayed up too late sunday no yes on saturday night but yeah it was a good trip tired recovering from it (laughs) so how was the journey first airport Uh, airport stores are honestly my favorite from the athletes it's always chaotic (laughs) and like uh, there's multiple times the swimmers they think they're gonna miss their flight and they run into the wrestlers um, I think it was Reagan telling the story and 
I think, no, it was the gymnasts were there as well. Mm -hmm. And I think it was the O'Hare in Chicago airport. Yep. And they, they were not realizing that the gymnasts were there as well. So they're like screaming at him to get on the plane. And it's like, no, we're not, this is, we're not. And they're like, oh, it's Kinsey Davis. Oh <laughs> like, my goodness. But yeah, it's okay. So how was that airport? Do you really, you have any nerves trying to get all your stuff and get going? Well, like we have such a big team. Like yeah. I think we only took like 30 of each like boys and girls, but like we still have like coaches and staff and whatnot. So like everybody was just everywhere. Like you didn't know where everyone was. Mm -hmm. And a problem that we had struggled with is our plane, our first plane got delayed. And so then our next flight was leaving, like, right when we landed. So Cody, our, like, manager guy, called, like, someone and was able to, like, stall it. And so we, like, stalled the plane for, like, 30 minutes. I felt so bad. But, yeah. Oh, really? It was just crazy. Because we had one teammate who was sick. His name was, like, R Lorenzo. And so no one could sit by him. And it was just weird. But it was a good, like, experience. <laughs> like, I love airports. But, like, going with my team was, like, a little chaotic. Yeah, I can imagine. Mm -hmm. And we had a three-hour layover yesterday. So, like everybody got lost and so then when it was time to board like no one was there and it was just crazy but it was a lot of fun oh you had a three hour layover, three hour layover. and then the whole team just kind of dispersed yeah, their own like thing. just went throughout the whole entire airport but yeah it was a good experience do you like airports i love airports like i love watching people that sounds really weird but i love it no that's fair people watching it's <laughs> yeah. me like i like airports now because it reminds me of the mall and now mm -hmm. malls are dead yeah. So it's kind of nice to have that. Like, it really is. Like, I used to love the malls. Mm -hmm. And now, like, you go to a mall today and the fountain half the time isn't even on or working. Airport's essentially just a big mall. Literally. But it's, like, cool to see, like, everyone and, like, how they dress and, like, their uniqueness. Yeah. And, like, where people are going. Because, like, you can meet, like, crazy people at the airport. Mm -hmm. Like, and hear their story and they'll just spill, like, their whole guts to you. But, yeah, I love airports. It's I like, know. I still am just dying to get out of commercial. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm hoping for one of those because, like, you know, you get on a plane and it'll be, like, empty. And they'll let you slide up to first class. That'd be nice. That's that's my goal. I gotta I gotta get up there one time. And then the Husker Bowlers, you see, they got to take the private jet. Oh my gosh! I wish Track had like their own private jet. That would be too so big. Nice. You gotta be a small I roster. No, we gotta kick some people off or something. <laughs> but yeah, but football gets private jets, don't they? Absolutely. And speaking uh, of our some of the student athletes, we got our special guest joining us right now. Uh, you can take that seat right there. Uh, joining us is Kale Davidson uh, from Nebraska Wrestling. Uh, and we were kind of talking, we weren't talking sports, we were talking airports before you <laughs> got here. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, which one? Uh, well, here, lower your mic real quick, too. If you take this one. Perfect. And if you tuck this elbow in, otherwise it'll just keep bouncing up on you. There you go. Perfect. Welcome, all Kale. What's up, Megan? <laughs> How's it going? It's all right. It's all right. Wait, do wrestlers take private planes? For no, 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 no. The only Public. reason the bowlers got to take the private jet is because they they're have, winners. Yeah, and they have <laughs> like I guess they gotta have use it so many times, otherwise it's just a waste of money. That's true. So they had some flights. So Trev Alberts is like, hey, Husker Bowling champions, oh go ahead. And I take wish it. that was a track team, but Kale, welcome. Thank you, Megan. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> well, you just got back from practice, right? Kinda, okay. kinda. It's been a school day for me. Um, a little bit about myself. I mean, where do I start? You got on a great wrestling team. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Nebraska wrestling's incredible. Yeah. And man, wrestling's hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be straight up honest with it. Um, well, what a quick, what a weight class do you wrestle in? Heavyweight. Heavy. Okay. Heavyweight. Actually, you know what? Kind of real, real talk right now. My, my career just ended yesterday um and kind of because i'm at heavyweight oh really so so heavyweight in um wrestling there's 10 weight classes uh -huh. and 
you have the ninth weight class is 197 and the heavyweight is 285 and uh i weigh about i weighed like 225 at the beginning of the year and as the season has gone on i've lost like 15 20 pounds and i also just found out that i tore my my labrum my hip is torn and i've been having all kinds of complications with uh like pains of nerve striations going down my leg and having to readjust my hips every day my hips being out of place but finally had to make the decision with the uh with the results and i I just got a cortisone shot on uh friday i think it was are you guys familiar with the cortisone shot i'm I'm familiar with it i've never had to have one though man i didn't know what i was in for because because guys on my team um like mikey labriola liam cronin Uh uh-huh Shout out to them. They got big tens this weekend. Yeah. And uh, they've got multiple cortisone shots because they got broken ribs, broken back, broken foot, broken this, broken that. And uh, so I had a little hip injury. I'm like, you know what? I was kind of scared to do it, but I was like, if they can do it, they've got multiple ones and they told me about it. I was like, I can do it. And it was kind of a desperation thing trying to get ready for big tens. Yeah. And I imagine the pain was getting pretty unbearable yeah yeah i've been getting pain every step i take for the last three weeks you know wait so did the shot hurt well let me talk about the shot <laughs> it's a big needle i'll put it that way really yeah it's about that big and so so for the people not listening or you can't see it's like, it's about like six seven inches long uh-huh and i'm thinking because all my pain is on my like right ass cheek kind of mostly and when I get in there, they say they got to put it through the front, like on my hip, like right in that kind of muscly, like tendony part right there. Mm-hmm. And so I go ahead. I think in my head, I'm like, all the guys who've done it on my team, they've done it before, so I'll do it. And uh, I'm sitting there. They bring the needle over. I looked at the needle. I couldn't look at it when they're <laughs> when they're doing it. And they start pushing it in. And it gets like two inches in and it hits something and it stops. And so he has to like push on it and it like pops through. Ugh. And my whole body jerks because I feel the, this this new pain I've never felt before. Like the inside of my body getting stabbed through. And I jerk up and then it gets to another point where it gets caught. And I jerk up again and they're like, hey, you're going to have to, you got to lay down. You got to quit moving because you're going to mess up like the direction because with the cortisone, it, it can't. They have to target cartilage, I think. It does. It can't go on muscle, and I had a cartilage issue with my labrum torn, so they had to get down there in between the uh, femur and the pelvis. Yeah, they're they're, they're supposed to target joints to reduce inflammation. Yeah. So they got to get it. It's usually between joints. That's where they fire that thing, and it's yes. supposed to reduce the inflammation. So you can imagine. You got to put that needle between a joint. Yes. And that's what they're popping through. <laughs> Man, it was it was crazy. It was only like two minutes, though. But uh, but it didn't really help. Really? Still got that lingering pain? Mm-hmm. So is it just supposed to, like, stop it automatically? It's re- like, just well, reduce like inflammation. So oh. it's not going to cure it. Yeah, it, do- uh, it doesn't do anything, actually, like, productive in healing it. That's it has crazy. no healing properties, but... So did you cry or something? No, I was hyperventilating. <laughs> I was sweating. I broke out a full body sweat. I was freaking out a little bit. I was yelling maybe a little bit. I don't know. There's a guy with me. You can ask him. <laughs> it's kind of a blurry scene for me. But 
sadly, it didn't even help. Dang. That is a bummer. That's a lot of pain for nothing. Yeah. I mean, I had to try it out. I had to. I did it. I did it once. <laughs> I know what a cortisone shot's like. At least you know now next time, like, maybe I won't go that route because it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, I won't do a cortisone shot again unless they put me out. That's the deal I, I came up with after that. I'm going to be a... I'm not doing it again unless I'm asleep. So then what's the what's the path to recovery look like? Or do you know yet? I don't know. I speak with my doctor tomorrow. Okay. So um, with, with labrum, I don't know if you know this, but it uh, it doesn't heal on its own. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just trying to... I'm going to wait because now that I'm off the mat, because it's a heavy wear and tear sport. So I'm going to wait a couple of weeks. And if not, might have to probably get surgery on it yeah but we'll see how hard was it coming to that decision that you're gonna have to pull the plug on the season man it was di- last week was a really uh, difficult week for me because yeah, you th- I, you're ranked fourth right now right i think in the ap um as a team yeah I yeah i think we're three third third okay yeah. yeah and then iowa and penn state i think a one or two uh-huh. uh-huh for tournament rankings there's a tournament yeah. and dual rankings but yeah it was tough, but what it really boiled down to is I can wrestle injured and I can wrestle underweight, but wrestling injured and underweight, because <laughs> at this point I've been losing weight too. Yeah. I'm like, my weigh in uh, against Purdue, I got on the scale, I was 215, and the other guy got on the scale and he, he was 284.9, so he had 70 pounds on me. And I've only lost weight since then, so it was like I got these 80, 70-pound weight differences, and and I'm hurt, and head wasn't in it. But th- that's really – that's the reality of wrestling, though. I mean, my ending is uh, common. Yeah. I mean, like the nature of it, it's a brutal, difficult sport, and it usually ends brutally unless it doesn't. Yeah, I will say that. I always, uh, I think I've even talked to Megan about this. I think I, wrestlers are up there for like, that's got to be one of the most grueling sports. Yeah. Like even in high school, watching high school kids cut weight is insane. It's just like yeah. you're in a high school and like you're getting shredded out of your mind just so you can, you know, wrestle in your class. Yeah. And then especially for some of those big boys, they got to cut a lot of weight in high school. It's it's crazy. And then like you said, the wear and tear you put on your body, like you wrestle for two minutes and you're dead. <laughs> It's 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 just a brutal sport. Dude. And yeah, and when it comes to cutting weight, all kinds of things come with that. Like just your relationship with food. Yeah. And balancing that with everything else you got to balance as a, a student athlete. But like for me, it was the it was the reverse. My my struggle for the past two years has been that I don't weigh enough, <laughs> that I'm not big enough. The exact opposite of uh, everyone else on my team. So, and that, I mean, gaining weight, losing weight, they both have their own um, struggles, but they're also, com- like, completely different. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're hurt, trying to gain weight. Yeah. And then it's like, I, yeah, I can eat a lot of food and gain weight, but if I'm not going to be able to work out, it's going to be it's gonna yeah. be some bad weight to well, carry like, around. I don't know. If, when you eat a lot, when you got to eat a lot, it makes you tired. Yeah. Like, especially when you, like, you're trying to put on weight. So, you have to do the... One to two workouts a day, and then you got to do go to class if you got class that day, and then you got to do schoolwork if you got schoolwork to do, and and then life, yeah, and outside relationships and your family, and it it is a lot, but I mean I feel like that's the beauty of uh, why 
why anyone does this sport is is to learn the lessons that you learn while you're doing it yeah i that's one thing i will say with wrestling though because like the the cutting weight it's like it can be done right but it also be done like very unhealthy and you see it a lot in the ufc especially i just really wish they could add more classes just more weight classes would solve that problem so much drives me insane because like dudes are not healthy stepping on the scale sometimes just to get underweight and then you know they step into the ring and they don't weigh in again it's like you know he's over what he weighed in at yeah and it's just unhealthy speaking right exactly on that in um we can't so back in 1998 or 99 mm-hmm. when creatine first like came on the scene yeah um a couple college wrestlers like a couple uh died because they were doing they didn't know how to use creatine so they're cutting weight and using creatine and getting in the sauna with sauna suits and just doing like crazy weight cuts and they died so they they banned uh they changed the weight classes that year Mm-hmm. And they banned saunas for wrestlers during season. So if if you get caught in a sauna, you're you lose a year of eligibility. And saunas only have uh, healthy benefits to them. So that's kind of an aggravating thing. Yeah, I don't but like also, that rule. <laughs> yeah, the sauna isn't what killed them. You know? What no, I mean? no, no. And, and it's just so like collegiate wrestling, so traditional and like old school kind of like gymnastics and and swimming I, i'm sure they got their own similar struggles like that because it's kind of a niche sport yeah very traditional the people holding it up or the people within it which doesn't change too crazy much and but college college wrestling is the only wrestling that doesn't have a, a weight class in between like the 95 97 and heavyweight which is insane to me because a lot yeah. of guys especially wrestlers in the big 10 you think of big 10 wrestlers in particular you got some big dudes and and what i'm saying like for the sport for the enjoyment of watching it to make it more fun to watch and to include more people in it give that give it like a weight class in between heavyweight and 97 and then increase the the heavyweight weight class mm-hmm. so because there's a lot of guys that go play football like linemen like big six yeah six eight and they got to put on that weight. Huge, like, 350, 400-pound lineman <clears throat> that would wrestle and do both sports, like, and would do it, but they can't because if you're in football, you're not going to be cutting weight. Yeah. Which like, sucks, no, no one's going to be doing that. I can imagine. That's I know a lot of coaches don't like their athletes doing multiple sports, but I think football is one where if your offensive linemen were wrestlers, that's one you would take because it's like they're they those are all skills that would go hand in hand playing offensive line. Uh, with that being said, though, we are getting up against the clock. We'll throw it the break here. This is Speed and Power with Megan Walker uh, and special guest Kale Davidson as well. We'll go to break and be right back right here on 93.7 The Ticket.